Again, Merry, Merry, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. I want to speak to you about a message, don't give up, look up. Say that with me. Don't give up, look up. Don't give up, look up. You, you've heard the phrase, um, I assume, things are looking up, right? Things are looking up. What does that mean? Uh, it means that my situation is improving, right? And when somebody says things are looking up, it means my circumstances are getting better. It means that my problems are decreasing and my opportunities are increasing. Now, now this, this Christmas season, I, I want to suggest, I want to put in your heart, I want to speak to your heart and your mind a simple truth to get you to hold on to it, to wind the year and then start the new year. It is this, that things will start looking up when you start looking up. That your circumstances, your situation will start looking up. It will start improving when you start looking up. Let me say that again. Things will start looking up when you start looking up. Now change the word you to I so you can personalize that. Things will start looking up when I start looking up. One more time. Things will start looking up when I start looking up. Now, this phrase is, is plastered through the word of God. It is the phrase, lift up your eyes. You see that all through the pages of scripture. And it's a way of saying, look up. And God, say, God says, get your eyes off yourself. Get your eyes off your situation, your problem. Get yourself up out of, get your eyes off what's happening around you in the economy. And, and get your eyes onto God. And when you look at God, your problems are going to pale, are going to minimize in proportion to the greatness of our God. We sang a song, our God saves he turns mourning into dancing. Worthy are you, Lord. You are God Almighty. There is none like our God. Now, when you're looking at yourself, there are challenges. Look at the economy. There are a lot of problems. Uh, look at everything that's going on around the world. You turn on your news and things are not looking good. And things will not look good in the world. But when you look to God, there is what? Hope. There is what? Hope. Amen. So God says, look up. Look up. Look up to me. Uh, and God is still on the throne. The enemy is not in control. God is in control. And when you look to God, things begin to look brighter. God clues you in on what he's doing in your life in spite of what you may see in the natural. So look at this amazing portion of scripture. Let me just give you one of those where God says, look up. Look at, look at uh, uh, Psalm 8, verse 3 to 6. Let's read that together. Psalm 8, verse 3, it says, Oh Lord, our God, here's the prophet David speaking. He says, when I look up into the night skies and see the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars you have made, what are mere mortals that, that you should care for us? And yet you've made us only a little lower than the angels, and you've given us glory and honor. You put us in charge of everything you made. Everything is put under our authority. Here's a guy who I'm sure that things were not perfect. Everything wasn't looking great in his life. But it says, when I look up, this is what I see. When I look up, I see your power. I see your majesty. I see the moon, the stars. I see everything that you have made. Everything that you have made. That you are still in control. You are creator God. You are the manager of the universe. You are the sustainer of all things. You are the controller of things. Mankind is not in control. 
There are people who are the movers and shakers today will not be there tomorrow. And says, God is in control. When I look up, when I look around me, things are bad. When I look behind or ahead of me, it may not look good. But when I look up, when I look up, he says, when I look up into the night sky, I see God in control. Glory to Almighty God. And then I ask myself, and I begin to see that God has put me in charge. I'm not a nobody. I'm part of God's great grand scream. That God uses people to accomplish his good works. And I am part of what God is doing in this season. That God still has a plan for me. He's done it before. He will do it again. When I look at, when I look at, when I look up, when I look up. Oh, I see that God, you've given us glory. You've given us honor. You put us in charge of your works. You've made us uh, to be in control of what you are putting on planet earth. When I look up, I see God in charge. And I see myself as part of God's big plan for this universe. Glory to Almighty God. And God says, look up. Oh, yes. Look up, don't give up. Look up, don't give up. You know, 700 years earlier, Isaiah announced that God is going to send his son to the earth. And he pointed out that this Messiah this promised Savior, he will be great and gentle. He will be powerful and personal. He will be strong enough to save us. He will be tender and loving. And it says this in Isaiah 40, verse 9 to 11. It says, shout from the mountaintops. Announce the good news. Your God is coming. Yes, the sovereign Lord is coming in power. He will feed his flock. Like a shepherd, he will carry his lamp in his arms, holding them close to his heart. He will lead us. He says, when I look up, this is what I see. I see God coming. I see his power manifested. The sovereign Lord is coming in power. And what I see, God is feeding us his flock. What I see, God carrying us in his arms. What I see, God holding us close to his heart. What I see, God leading us. When I look up, this is what I see. Even though there's chaos, there's confusion, there's hardships, there are problems. There are people who think that they are, they, are, they are trying to get away with wrongdoing. But God is still in control when I look up. And the message for you and I is this. That as this year winds down, as you get into the next year, you look up, look up, look up. Don't give up. I don't know what problems that you may have, been, have faced this year or these last two years. It has been a very difficult couple of years. It hasn't been easy. I can't tell you that I know what burdens you are carrying. I don't know what grief or fear or anxiety or confusion you may be feeling right now. But this I do know. When you look up. When you look up. You're going to see the presence of God, the power of God, the grace of God. You're going to see that it is not all lost. And so you won't give up. So you need to look up, but not give up. And here's the PowerPoint for this message. Here's the main idea for this message. Read that with me. Read that with me up on the screen. Your circumstances will improve when you stop looking at them and start looking at God. Things will start looking up when you start looking up. Your circumstances will improve. The enemy who is telling you things will get bad, everybody is, is, is laughing at you and you're going to go broke, you're going to die by yourself and everything is, your whole generation is going to be wiped out. When you start looking at your problems, when you focus on your problems, they only get bigger and bigger and bigger. 
And God tells you, quit looking at your problems, but what? Look at God. Look at me. Look at my power. Look at my presence. Look at my miracles. Look at, I am Lord God Almighty. He says, when you start looking up to God, you start looking up. No matter what you're facing right now, oh, my brother, my sister, may I encourage you to do what Mary and Joseph and the shepherds and the wise men did in the Christ, Christmas narrative. They felt overwhelmed at the first Christmas. It wasn't a merry Christmas. You know, we try to idolize, romanticize the, the Christmas narrative. You see uh, the whole manger scene, and everybody seems so happy as though uh, we, say, we say merry Christmas. It was, it was a merryless Christmas. But you know, they did what I will encourage you to do now and for the rest of your life. That don't look around you. Don't even look ahead of you. Don't look behind you. Look up to God. And when you look up to God, whatever situation you're going through, things get better when you look up to God. Everybody in the Christmas story was pretty stressed out by the news. Their reaction wasn't positive. Let, let, let's review that. First, Let's look at Mary. The angel first appeared to Mary and explained what was about to happen. He says, look, you're going to have a baby. It's not going to be you and Joseph bringing this to pass, but this is going to be a virgin birth, a virgin, uh, a, 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 a divine pregnancy. And um, guess what? It's, it's, it's happening as we speak. <laughs> and... Uh, you can imagine a thousand questions that's going through her mind. This is a young Jewish girl. She's probably about 17, no more than 20 years old. Uh, you, you, you can imagine what? I'm, you mean to say I'm not going to have that Jewish wedding that, that lasts for a whole month? That is the talk of the town that my relatives, my mom, my dad, my family members have been waiting for? What? Why me? When is this going to happen? Where is this going to happen? How is this possibly going to happen? What am I supposed to tell my parents? They're not going to believe me. And how am I going to tell my friends? My friends will be thinking that you think we are crazy? A virgin birth? Really? Who, I mean, we were born yesterday. Who is going to believe me? How am I going to tell my fiancé? How am I going to tell my fiancé, Joseph? Her reaction wasn't quite normal. The Bible says that the very first Christmas, what happened to Mary? Mary was what? Confused and worried. Look at Luke 129. Read that with me on your screen. It says what? Confused and disturbed. Mary tried to think what the angel's words could mean. Confused and disturbed. It wasn't a merry Christmas. It was a stressful, confused, and disturbing Christmas. The, the Greek word translated confused and disturbed, it means perplexed. It means anxious. It means completely shaken. It means troubled. She was shaking. Next, how did Joseph initially react to this news? He is a guy who is looking forward to his, this young lady coming in and moving him with him. All his life he had been waiting for that moment. The two shall be one. The Bible says that Joseph was a righteous man, was a holy man. And he wanted to do this right. Just imagine, just imagine what he would have felt when, when, when Mary said, listen, I'm pregnant, but it's... Coming from the Holy Spirit. It's like, what? 
he will feel hurt, he will feel heartbroken, feel betrayed, feel lied to, feel cheated on, he will feel embarrassed. What, 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 what? I've been waiting all this time for us to have the wedding, and then on that honeymoon day, I will have what I've been waiting for, and what has happened? What has happened? I mean, it's like, whoa! Now look at his reaction, look at his reaction. Poor guy felt hurt and had broken. Read with me. He says, he says, he says, Joseph was a man who always did what was right, but he didn't want to disgrace Mary publicly, so made plans to do what? Break off the engagement privately. You can tell what he's going through. If somebody says, I'm going to break off the engagement, it means he feels betrayed. He feels cheated on. He feels lied on. He feels disgrace. And he says, I'm not going to go forward with this. Mary, you're, you're a nice lady, but it's not happening. I mean, my, my hopes have been down. You have let me down. And this is an unforgivable sin. And so it's over. And it's like, we're going to call the word. We're going to privately. So let's talk about it. And then we'll just let people, we're not going to let people know why. We'll just let them know that, well, you know, there'll be change of plans. We will break off what? The engagement privately. So here we see Mary is confused and perplexed at the virgin birth and the coming of uh, the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ at the first Christmas. Joseph is hurt and heartbroken and angry. He's planning to break the engagement on the first Christmas. Well, what about the shepherds? Here were the shepherds. It was just an ordinary day, business as usual for them out in the field. And then, boom, the skies are lighted up. There is this big light show, the angels. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. We've never seen this before. We've spent all our years out here watching the flocks at night. Look at their reaction. Look at Luke 2, verse 8 to 9. It says, there were shepherds out in the field nearby, keeping watch over the flocks at night. And what? An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And what was their reaction? And they were what? Terrified. So the first Christmas was what? A terror, a night of terror. Glory to God. It's not a holy night. The, 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 you know, while shepherd watched their flocks, and he says, whoa, 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 freaked out. Glory to Almighty God. The Greek word translated terrified is phobio. That's where we get the English word phobia. It means they, they, they panicked, filled with fear, petr petrified with anxiety. In other words, when the first news hit them, they freaked out. Glory to God. So we see Mary here disturbed, confused. Joseph, heartbroken and angry, hurt. The, the shepherds, what? Terrified. Well, what about the wise men? Wise men. Now, the Bible tells us that they came from eastern lands. I'll talk about that in a moment. It says, on Matthew 2, 1. He says, he says, Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. About that time, some wise men from what? The eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem. Note, note that they came from the east. They traveled to Jerusalem. Now, how did they feel making this long way from the east arriving in Jerusalem? Now, these were uh, probably, uh, theologians tell us, they were royal advisors, scholars from either Babylon, which is now Iraq, or Persia, which is now Iran. They were scientists of that day. Uh, they were astronomers who studied the stars. They also studied literature and languages and mathematics and history. These were the best educated people in that time, in that land. 
they, they served the, the royal courts. They were wealthy people. Uh, so we see here the exact opposite of the shepherds. The shepherds were poor people. The wise men were wealthy people, notable people, people who were uh, the elite in their, in their day. They were not kings themselves, but they served emperors and kings as the advisors. Now, in the Bible, Daniel was trained to be one of these magis. Now, how long did they have to travel to get to Jerusalem? From the east, from Persia, uh, which, is, which is Iraq, or Babylon, which is Iran, to Jerusalem. It's about a two to three months journey going on the donkey. So you can tell that these people, now, now this, this, is not, this is not a highway driving. Uh, it's, this is mostly desert lands going through foreign countries, dangerous terrain, all kinds of highway robbers out there to rob you and to hit. It was hot in the desert, tarry, sweaty. So we, so we, can, you know, we can certainly read into the, the word of God th- that these folks were very exhausted. I mean, it was not a snowing white Christmas. <laughs> Hollywood has done a great job to, to, uh, to sort of... Uh, mag- I mean, magnify the story. And our kids, they want to see snow on Christmas Day because we sing about snow. People were hot, were sweating. They were tired. They were exhausted. They traveled on the donkey through desert lands for about, for, 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 for about three months. Maybe this Christmas you are feeling like Mary, confused or worried been a tough year and you look behind everything that has happened you look around you and you're asking the same questions perhaps Mary was asking what where how when what are people going to say how is this all going to come together in a state of confusion and disturbance maybe like Joseph something's happened this year these past few years that you feel heartbroken you feel let down you feel like emotionally I'm not at that place how am I going to keep going? Maybe like the shepherds, you are fearful of what the future brings based on what's happened. Or maybe the wise men, like the wise men, you are exhausted. Hasn't it been tiring? It has been tiring. I mean, this last year, this last few years, it's not been easy. And trying to sort of walk in that lane, trying to get your life into that space with everything going around, the news, there's COVID, Omicron is in the news again. This is what's happening to our kids. Every week I'm hearing that there is a young person that has caught COVID. It's, it's heartbreaking. And imagine just being in a house where your loved one has caught COVID and they, they sleep in another room. You got to max up. It, it's the, the, the disturbance. It, life has been tiring. Maybe like the wise men, you are exhausted. The heavy weight of living day by day is not easy on you. So what's the key to less confusion and clarity? What's the key to less stress and more peace in your life? What's the key to healing your hurt or your broken heart and replacing your fears with confidence? What's the key to replenishing and refreshing your exhausted soul? The key is this, that you do what Mary and Joseph and the shepherds and the wise men did. While they felt what they felt, Confused, worried, hurt, heartbroken, fearful, and exhausted. What did they do? Well, what they did is this. When they changed their focus, their circumstances changed. 
You see, when you're looking at everything that is around you that's bad news, it wears you down. It gets you to a hopeless situation. But God says, I want you to change what you are looking at. Yes, in the natural, this is what's happening. But there is a natural world and in a supernatural world. Even though we are in this world, we are not part of this world. We operate on kingdom agenda. What we cannot do, God can do. What we don't see, God sees all things. He knows the end from the beginning. It is not over until it's over. My brother, my sister, in spite of everything that's going on, like Mary, like Joseph, like the shepherds, like the wise men, we've got to change our focus and our circumstances will change. Change our focus. And our circumstances will change. Let me show you how Mary and Joseph and the wise men and the shepherds really changed their focus. Let's begin with Mary, right? The Bible tells us Mary was what? Confused and disturbed. But everything changed for Mary when she changed her focus on what? God's purposes. When Mary began to focus on God's promises, when the angel said his name shall be called Emmanuel, he is one that the prophets had prophesied about. It is surely going to happen. I am Gabriel and I stand in the presence of God. You haven't seen this before, but I'm telling you that what you don't know, what you don't see, what you haven't experienced, it's about to come to pass. And you got to believe in the promise of God. When Mary believed the promise of God, her circumstances changed for the better. Yes, her wedding plans was thrown into the garbage. She was looking for a time of celebration, dancing, and people hailing her, and clapping for her, and coming to see and celebrate her. But when she believed the promise of God, it didn't matter anymore. It didn't matter anymore. It moved from confusion, her circumstances, her mood, her feelings moved from confusion to celebration. And in Luke 1, Mary recorded an amazing prayer of thanksgiving. We call that the magnificent. My soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God our Savior. Let's look at a few words from Mary's praise when she believed the promise of God. Look at this. Uh, in Luke 1, Luke 1 verse 48 and 37 to 38. Read that with me. It says, Mary prayed, God took one look at me and look at what has happened. You see what happens when you begin to look up? When you begin to look up, everything around you pales. Everything around you is being eclipsed by what God begins to tell you. When you receive the promise of God and you believe it and you believe it, something changes. Glory to Almighty God. God took one look at me and look, look, look at what has happened. Listen here. I am what? I am what? The most fortunate woman on earth, what God done for me will never be forgotten. And Mary said, yes, I see it all now. I am the Lord's maid, ready to serve. So let it be with me just as you say. What? Your fiancé is about to cut things off. Your girlfriends are saying, you are crazy. You, Mary. Whoa, 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 Mary. What you have done in secret. The whole village is about to curse her and blame her and tell her what a disgrace she has been. 
But it didn't matter when she received the promise of God. When she received and believed the promise of God and locked it in her heart. Now she said, I don't care what they say. I am the most fortunate woman on the earth. Glory to Almighty God. What God has done, I will never forget it. I will never, I heard it. I will never forget this prophecy. I will never forget this promise. It shall come to pass the way it is. It doesn't matter what others say or think. I am holding on, holding on to the promise of God. It will change your circumstances. If you receive this message, say glory to God. Now, this, this, this kind of mood, when you begin to look up, is infectious. You see, people will feed on your mood. No matter what they say about you, they are looking for signs. They are looking for testimonies. They are looking for evidence. Oh, uh, did, did you see her? She was so sad. Did you see her? Oh, can't, hey, you know what's going on? Her financial picture. Yeah, something that's happened to her kids, where, what their husband done, what they've done, they will look at you and they'll blow things into preparation. Don't give them the opportunity. Don't give them the opportunity. The Bible says, rejoice in the Lord. I say again, rejoice. Look up to God. And when she looked up to God, guess what happened? Look at what the scripture says. Look at Luke 158. Her neighbors and her relatives, seeing that God had overwhelmed Mary with mercy, what did they do? They celebrated with her. Hello, Jesus has not been born yet, oh. They are seeing her pregnant. But when they saw, when they saw her, when she opened her mouth, filled with praise, filled with adoration, filled with humility, filled with thanksgiving, I said, hey, 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 this woman, look at her, oh, look at this poor Mary, look at how she's walking, carrying water, look at her cooking, look at her singing, look at the happiness upon her. She says that what has happened is prophetic. Oh, we will celebrate with her too. We will dance with her. We are about to see something. Oh, we are about to see. Now her family members are not cursing her and not gossiping about her, but they are telling others. When they meet others in the bedroom, you know what's going to happen. The wedding is not happening, oh, but something better is happening. Glory to Almighty God. Glory to Almighty God. Look up. Don't give up. Look up. Don't give up. Glory to God. When you look up, your circumstances will begin to look up. Like Mary choose to trust the promises of God. In spite of what has happened in your life this year, this past year, live with a God promise focused life. And you too will move from confusion and worry to a joyful, passionate living. Do you believe that? Amen. Say amen to that. Well, what about Joseph? The Bible says Joseph was hurt and heartbroken, right? You don't tell somebody I'm going to marry you and announce to the whole world that the, the wedding is happening and then decide to privately break off. It's a sad time. His world has crashed. But everything changed for Joseph when he focused on God's plan. He's sleeping at night. He said, this is what I'm going to do tomorrow. I've invited Mary to come. We're not going to be talking about wedding plans. 
I'm going to let her know that I can't take this anymore. Right? I can't handle this news anymore. Big disgrace. <laughs> but then God moves. Everything changed for Joseph. When he focused on what? God's plan. So God says, let me speak to this young man. <laughs> He's about to miss something. He's about to miss a gold mine. The one that I've chosen to raise the son of God, he's about to miss it. <laughs> so here's what happened. Uh, read with me. Luke 120 tells us, it says, As Joseph lay awake, considering this, where was he considering? Considering that it's over. He fell into a dream and what? saw an angel. Again, when you look up, something happens. He what? Saw an angel standing beside him. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, don't hesitate to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her has been conceived by the Holy Spirit. This will fulfill God's message through his prophets. What has happened? He wasn't teaching on you. If you are suspecting the guy next door who's been fooling around, is that him or? <laughs> I'm suspecting that this guy right here might be the culprit here. So you can go and marry them. It's over. <laughs> I don't want to do anything with this family anymore. Now, listen here. Read. It says, listen. The angel is speaking. The virgin. He says, your wife is still a virgin. Amen. <laughs> she is, nothing has happened. <laughs> the virgin shall conceive a child. She shall give birth to a son, and he shall be called Emmanuel, meaning God with us. Joseph heard the plan. It's, the Bible says he was a good man. He was a righteous man. He, he knew the prophecy all the way back, all the way back from Genesis, all the way to Isaiah, to Ezekiel, to the prophet Jeremiah. All the prophets have spoken that the Messiah will come. He says, he is here. He is going to be right in your home. Amen. So what happened? <laughs> Read with me. When Joseph awoke, he what? Did as the angel commanded and brought Mary home to be his wife. That one month wedding is over. Mary, come, 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 come. Hey, I was about to miss something. Oh, you are blessed. I have struck a jackpot. <laughs> I have hit the lottery. I'm the luckiest man. Whoa! The son of God, what we have been hearing in the church, in the temple, is going to happen in our little home. Oh, come, 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 come. I'm going to let your mama and your brother know that we are now husband and wife. We will accelerate every ceremony. It's going to be done right now. No more delay. No more delay. <laughs> Glory to God. From engagement straight to marriage. Oh my, oh my, oh my. And what happened is this guy believed the plan of God. And now he's moved from being hurt from one who is oh, heartbroken, from one who is disturbed to one who is what? Confident. What? Glory to all my God. And this is what will happen to you and I, my brother, my sister. Maybe you are in a situation right now. You cannot see another way out. You don't know what the turn is about. The turn. God will not give you answers and explanations. He will give you his promise. He says, trust my plan. I didn't bring you here to leave you here. 
I have begun a good work and I'm not about to stop. Don't worry about all the twists and turns, the hardships and the difficulties. The past is gone. Don't look at the past and say, because my past has been hard, my future will also be the same. No, 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 no. He's a way maker. He's a problem solver. He can turn all things around. What hasn't happened will happen in your life. You too, you too, God is not finished with you. God is not finished with you. Like Joseph says, you are about to see the best days of your life. Believe in the plan of God. He says, I have a plan for you. Plans to prosper you. Plans to give you a future and not to harm you. Believe in the plan of God that something good will happen to you. Say that with me. Something good will happen to you. And when that happens, your heartbrokenness and your hurt is going to be transformed to one of joy, celebration, and confidence. Like Joseph. Like Joseph. So we see Mary was confused and worried. She had an unplanned pregnancy. But she focused on the promise of God. And guess what? Mood changed. Circumstances changed to one of joy. Joseph was hurt and heartbroken, but when she believed God's plan, he experienced confident, courageous living. Yes, the wedding will be called off, but the marriage stays. How about that? Wedding calls off, but what? Marriage. Oh, isn't that good news? The family will be jumping up and down when they very <laughs> bad. You say, what about the shepherds? They were terrified, weren't they? They were terrified. Everything changed for the shepherds when they looked up. That night, the shepherds who were just focused, their simple job was to protect their sheep from wolves, from birds, right? From, from the, the bears, from the bandits or thieves. That the simple job just to lay and have a conversation and look out to make sure that there was nothing that was going to come. But when the angel put on a light show in the sky, they were terrified. But something happened when they heard what the angel said. Let's read that together. Look 2, verse 10 to 13. It says, don't be afraid, the angel said. After they were terrified, they were shaking. Don't be afraid, for I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born for you. He is Christ the Lord. And this is what you ought to look for. This is what you ought to look for. It was go and see it, right? You need to go see it. This is what you ought to look for. It says, you will find a baby wrapped in clothes and laying in a manger. Then a very large group of angels from heaven joined the first angel, praising God and singing glory to God in the highest and peace on earth to all of whom God favors. He says, go and see this. Today, something has happened. <laughs> You're going to see the mama and the baby all wrapped up in the manger. Now, what did they do? These people were begin, they were terrified, right? Look at the rest of the account. Look 2, verse 13 to 16. Then the shepherds said to each other, let's what? Hello! <laughs> Something happens when you look up to God and you hear the word of God and say, we're going to do it. We're going to go see. We're going to obey the command of God. Something happens when you put one foot in, in front of the other. In obedience to what God has said, even though you don't know what's around the bend. Let's go. One more. Let's what? Let's go to Bethlehem and see for ourselves this wonderful thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So what? They what? 
Can you, can you imagine that? They were there protecting their sheep. Now, what's happened to the sheep? It's like, we got to go see this. <laughs> what, 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 what we have seen, what we have heard, today is born the savior of the world. Sheep, we, we're going to see something that we haven't seen before. <laughs> Let's not even walk. Let's what? Run. <laughs> Lord, you see what happens when you start looking up to God? Your circumstances begin to change. From one who is terrified to one who is like anticipating expectation. They are in a place of expectation. No more terrified but in the place of something is happening. Hey, we are ready. We want to be a part of this. Let us go and see. They ran to the village and found Mary and Joseph. And there was the baby laying in the manger. So they are no longer afraid. But instead, here's what they're doing. They're boldly telling everybody about what they've seen and heard. Look at what happened. Uh, Luke 2, 17 or 18, verse 20 says, when they had seen Jesus, what did they do? Did this sound like somebody who was terrified? When people are afraid, they don't open their mouth. Right? Now they are no longer afraid. They are all jubilant. They are excited. <laughs> they, are, they are like evangelists. They are pastors. They are prophets. It's here. It's here. Everybody rejoice. Something has happened. We went and saw them. Hey, you want to believe that the shepherds, they never believed them. The shepherds didn't come home. The shepherds were ceremonial and clean. The shepherds back in those days, if you have a problem, they couldn't even be admissible in court. Their testimony was useless. They were at the lower end of the, of the food chain. Lower end economic status. They looked at them. They live outside. They are dirty, stinking people. But here they are spreading the news. When, <coughs> glory to God. They spread the news concerning what had been told them about the child. And all who heard it, listen, were amazed at what a shepherd said. This is people who, 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 is sent, who told you this? The shepherds. The shepherds? These people? <laughs> Now everybody is believing them. Oh, hey. When you begin to look up, God changes your image. God begins, glory to Almighty God. People who thought you were nobody now see you as somebody. Is anyone listening to this message? Oh, my brother, my sister, it may have been a tough year. Things may have not worked out the way you planned to be, but that is not the end of it. It's not over till it's over. It's not over. This is not the end of your life. Tell somebody, this is not the end of your life. Glory to Almighty God. It says, as the shepherds return to their sheep, right? You, are you following? As the shepherds return to their sheep, what was happening? Were they still terrified? They were what? Praising God and saying wonderful things about him that is the Messiah. Everything they had seen and heard was just as the angel has said. These are people who are now walking in confidence, very filled with hope. The Messiah has come. All the promises we've heard that he's going to come and set us free. He's going to provide and protect us. God with us, Emmanuel. They talked about him in the book of Isaiah. A virgin shall give birth to a son. His name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Everlasting God, Prince of Peace, King of Kings. And the government will be upon his shoulders. He will come. He will come and be with us. God is with us. They say, whoa, 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 whoa. Their night started with panic. But now what? They're having a party. They return praising God. <laughs> oh, someday when we go to heaven, we'll see the shepherds. We'll ask them, what song were you all singing? 
<laughs> we read about your celebration, and that encouraged me. Oh, that encouraged me. Oh, you were nobody's, but when the angel came and you received and you obeyed, my brother, my sister, the message is this. No matter how much it doesn't make sense to you, no matter how much it seems impossible that God's promise for you has never been witnessed in your life, God is able, able to call the things that are not as though they were. What hasn't happened before, God is able to bring it to pass. We sang a song today. He's the Lord God Almighty. Nothing is impossible. Believe the word of God. Act on the word of God. Act on it. That's all God wants you to do. He says, just do it. Just do it. Like the shepherds. Just go. Just do it. Just practice it. Just do it by faith. And your faith will set you free. If you receive that, say amen. You don't have to do so much. God will do all the heavy lifting. Look at everybody that God is now beginning to, the whole environment that is being is changing. Mary's circumstances from one of confusion and worry, God changes her circumstances. Just say from one heartbroken hurt in his own words, like what has happened? I've wasted all this time on this, on this, on this young woman. Now to start all over again, it changed. Glory to God when he began to look up and receive the plan of God. See what happened to the shepherds. In panic and now they're having a celebration. Finally, the wise man say these folks must be exhausted. Traveling on a donkey from coming from the east to the west about three months journey. Oh, they were looking up because they were, there was the star that they looked up and they saw the star and they were still looking up, looking up, looking up, looking up. And all through the journey for several months, months, they were looking up and they were being led by the star. The Bible says when you look up, you see God. You get a visitation from God. They that wait upon the Lord, the Bible says he will renew their strength so that they will walk and not be weary. They will run and not faint. They will soar with wings as eagles. What are you looking for? You will see God. They met Jesus when they were looking up. For three months they were, and they saw Jesus. Oh, look at this portion of scripture, Matthew 2, verse 9 to 10. It says, after leaving Herod, you know, they went and said, Herod, Herod, Herod. We, we know something big has happened, so tell us about it. Show us where he is. And they, they saw that Herod had no clue. God did not. Sometimes we think that the, the who is who's know everything. They don't know everything that's going to happen in your life. God knows it all. Go to, go to God, the source. Hello? You know, we, as pastors, we, want, we, we try to help people. We encourage people. We pray for people, and we have a word of encouragement. We share that with you. But we are not gods. <laughs> Hello? God wants to have a personal, intimate, one-on-one relationship with you. Emmanuel, God with us. God with me. God is closer to you than any human being. Do you believe that? <laughs> After leaving King Herod, he says the star appeared to them again. So when they went to see Herod, the star said, you are in the wrong place. <laughs> You're in the wrong place. 
When they came out and said, what he, he didn't even give us direction. He didn't know what was going on. They came out and they looked up and said, ah, there's a storm. Guiding them to where Bethlehem. It went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. And when they saw the star, they were what? Filled with joy. Here are a group of people who are exhausted right now. We're filled with joy. I mean, no joy will take away your exhaustion. The joy of the Lord will be your what? Strength. You say it's been a tough year. Oh, when God fills your heart with joy, all your all the fatigue lifted off your shoulders. They were filled with joy. And when they entered the house, they what? They saw. Oh, look up, look up, look up. <laughs> they saw the child. It is Mother Mary. So they bowed down and they worshiped him. And they opened their treasures, chest, and they gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and uh, they opened their chest. Is they bowed down in humility and they worshiped him. And they opened their treasure and they gave him gold, frankincense, and they, they bowed down humility. I told you these were honorable people, one of the highest educated class in that, in that time, in that generation. But here's Mary. A poor Jewish lady who had a baby in a sheep pen, a stinking sheep pen. They didn't even have enough clothes to come forth with. No mother would want to have an infant baby in such a, an insanitary place, in like the, the backs of sheep. It's a very stinky place. My grandparents raised sheep. <laughs> You can smell the sheep one mile down before you got to our family home. Whole house, whole place. Smell it. And you know it, right? Where we come from, we know it. But here are what? <laughs> Notable people who are what? Bowing in humility. Bringing Mary and Joseph what? <laughs> Gold. What? Frankincense, here are some ornaments, here are some sprays, here are some perfume. <laughs> Spray this place up, clean up this place, Mary. We brought you some frankincense, light up some candles and beautify the place. This is the king of kings, a lot of lords who have come. And they brought some myrrh, bitter herb, as a testimony that you know what. The day is going to come where, Mary, your heart is glad now, but the day is going to come when you're going to be in tears because he's the savior of the world. And he's going to be crucified and give up his life so that all will be saved. So here is this little man, this bitter herb, just to signify, as the prophet has said, his name shall be called Jesus, the savior of the world. Oh, my brother, my sister. Your circumstances will improve when you start looking up to God. Things will start looking up when you start looking up. Become like Mary in her confusion, her desperation, her unplanned pregnancy. What did she do? She focused on the promises of God. What is happening to you is prophetic. God has called you and is using you. This is what's going to happen. She received the promise of, and boom, 
Radical life change happened to her. Become like Joseph. See the plan of God. Joseph, go and take this woman. Don't do what you are thinking you're doing. This is the plan of God. He says, I hear you. I don't understand it, but I will obey. I will comply. And today we can mention the name Joseph. You know, theologians tell us that Joseph didn't live for long. He wasn't around when Jesus turned into his 30s and began his ministry. But imagine watching him says, wow, this is the son of God. He's not going to be a carpenter like me. God is using me to become, to be part of Emmanuel, the plan and the purpose of God. God is using my DNA, using me, 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 not my DNA, using my hands, using my involvement to be able to guide and help this child of God. Oh, what blessing it is. And when we go to heaven, you and I are going to see Joseph, right? <laughs> the shepherds. Learn from the shepherds, my brother, my sister. Maybe life has been a terrifying one. You look ahead and there will be moments in your life where you will be afraid. You will be worried. You don't let your God is right there. Look up to him and obey his command. Even when it doesn't make sense. And you also, with confidence and jubilation, found your wife's it may seem exhausting. It may seem tiring. Don't give up. Don't give up. Help is on the way. Help, your breakthrough is just around the corner. When it seems that you are just about to give up, that is when your victory is about to turn around. It is most darkest before dawn. Don't give up. Keep tiring. Keep pressing through. Keep having faith. Keep praying. Keep trusting in God. Keep believing that a better day is coming, and God will not let you down. Return your hurt and your pain and your misery into one of celebration. That is who our God is. Oh, he never fails. And on this note, amazing portion of scripture. This is God's Christmas gift for you and I. In Matthew eleven twenty eight. Jesus is speaking. There's one thing you can share with somebody. It says, you know what, what, what happened in church today? It says, you know, I received a message that was all about don't give up, look up. Don't give up, look up. For when you look up, your circumstances begin to improve as you see God. Here's the promise of God to tie into that. Hold on to this this week. Read with me. Matthew 11, verse 28 to 30. Jesus is, he says, come to me. All you who labor and are overburdened, and I will what? Relieve and refresh your souls. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am gentle and humble. And you will find relief, refreshment, and a blessed quiet for your souls. For my yoke is comfortable, gracious, and pleasant, and my burden is as light and easy to be born. What God is asking you to do is simply to trust Him, to obey Him,
to go the distance, never to turn your back on God. How is that compared to what is on you? And it says, if you do that, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to replace your burden with relief, with refreshment, and the blessed quiet. And you're going to have a comfortable, gracious, and pleasant burden from me. Oh, will you receive this blessing of God on this Christmas season? Tell God, I'm all in. What a great opportunity to stick with God. What a great opportunity to obey God. What a great opportunity wherever you are. Oh, yes, tell him, Father, give me a heart to trust in you the way Mary did, to obey you the way Joseph did. Like the shepherds caused my feet to hurry and run to do what you want me to do. And I'm tired like the wise men. I want to see your face. Reveal yourself to me. Put yourself in the shoes of these four people whose lives were turned around because they took the actions. Pray to God. Receive his message. Receive the truth of his message. And let it be your message. Let it be your life. God will do it for you too. Oh, Father. Have people at the sound of my voice who may be confused or disturbed. The news that they may have had, the life that they may have endured has been long and hard and difficult. But you've got good news for your people. And so send good news their way. Oh, refresh, refine your word, put it in your heart, encourage your heart and your mind, Lord God Almighty. Show yourself to them, oh God Almighty. And lift, lift up their heavy hearts, Jesus. Oh, my Lord. There are some that may have heard a bad news, difficult news, a disturbing news. They've been confronted with something they had not able to handle themselves like Joseph. Lord, our God, you don't run from your people when they're going through difficult times. You run towards them. Today, I pray, O oh God, my Lord, for your presence to overshadow your people right now, Lord God. Oh my. Let them feel your sweet presence. Let them feel your sweet presence just the way Joseph felt your presence right there by himself. Draw near to your people, O oh God. You speak to their weary hearts and lift them up, Lord God Almighty. Father, I pray, oh God, my Lord, for anyone who is terrified about the future, who is worried, how am I going to make it? How am I going to make it? Oh, be with them, Lord God Almighty. Give them that assurance today, right now, that I am with you. I am with you and difficult things will be easy. Better days are in front of you. Speak to the hearts of your people, Lord God Almighty, right now, right now, right now. Oh, begin to diffuse that tension begin to relieve that pressure begin to god my lord lift up that fear from every heart every mind remove every worry god and let your assurance let your hope sink in every heart right now lord god mary was poor but you brought strangers into her life to give her gold and incense so father bless your people today lord god equip them with what they need for the journey ahead that's who you are. Jehovah Jireh, the Lord, our provider. Equip your people, Lord God, for the tax, the project, 
what they are involved in, Lord. God, bring new resources, new resources, new supplies. Father God, my Lord, open the windows of heaven and bless your people. What an experience Mary and Joseph had. Walking out, be, be, be having the experience, never seen gold in their life. In that moment, you send help their way. Send help the way of your people, Lord God Almighty. Supply every need, oh God, my Lord. Meet them where they are, Jesus. Open new doors for each and every person who, are, who is trusting and believing in you, oh God, my Lord. Oh, you are the way maker. Thank you, Lord God Almighty. In this Christmas season, Lord God, let the greatest gift be you. You say if we are tired and weary when we come to you, oh, you will lift up our Lord. Let it be so for every person. God, wrap up this year with new blessing, new breakthrough, new access, new open door, new relationships, Lord God Almighty. Oh, speak to the hearts and minds of your people this week and throughout the rest of 2021. God, my Lord, show your people what you are already doing in their lives and give them the faith to run right behind you, oh God. Bless your people really good. Glory, hallelujah. Now, my brother, my sister, if you've not received Christ as your Savior, oh, after hearing this good news, why do you want to wait? Give your life to Christ. Very simple prayer. Said in faith, will open you up to these blessings that we've talked about. Let me pray with you a prayer I prayed over 30 years ago. That has been the game changer in my life, in the life of many people who have trusted Christ. Open your heart and receive Christ as your Lord and Savior. Pray with me. Jesus, I thank you. For paying the sacrifice of your life for mine. Today I receive you as my Lord and Savior. So come in my life. Save me. Transform me. Use me to fulfill all the good things you have destined for my life. Oh, come, Emmanuel. God with me and walk with me now and for the rest of my life so that my life will be marked with your power and your purpose. And Jesus, in heaven where you are is where I want to be with you. So on the day my time here on earth is over, as you have promised, please come and take me so I'll be in 